0: please install a Facebook pixel on your website if you haven't already done so.
1: And I would add to that to add the Google Pixel as well. Hi, this is Joe Polizzi with the Content Marketing Institute, and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on the Productive Insights Podcast. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy.
0: Welcome to part two of this two-part series with Ilana Wexler, where we talk about holistic advertising, which is the art of using multiple advertising channels to create an effect that would be greater than the sum of the individual campaigns where they executed independently. The idea behind this is that customers nowadays... Seem to be needing multiple touch points for them to make a purchase decision, and this is where being able to present your offer to them via different channels Facebook advertising, Google advertising, content marketing strategies, video, audio, written content all of these things help to increase familiarity and brand presence. It's also known as the mere exposure effect, it's where people tend to develop a preference for things merely because they are familiar with them and exposed to them multiple number of times. So in the first part of this two-part series, Ilana and I talked about holistic advertising with a fairly strong focus on Facebook. In this second part of this two-part series, we will talk about Google advertising as well and look at things from a little bit more of a holistic standpoint. We'll also look at some of the key action steps and bring the conversation to a conclusion. Now, if you haven't already heard part one, I strongly recommend you go back and listen to that, which you can do by going to productiveinsights.com forward slash 129. And this second part of this two-part episode is available at productiveinsights.com forward slash 130. As always, the show notes contain the related links. And if you go to that URL, you will have the option to download a PDF copy of the show notes. So you can refer to that on your own devices. I hope you find this episode as informative and useful as I did, and if you do, please do stop by and leave us a review on iTunes and share it with anybody else you think would find the content useful. Now, before we jump into the show, I'd like to say that this episode is brought to you by the Productive Insights Done For You podcast launch service, which positions you as a leading authority in your market and successfully turns listeners into high-value customers. Book a call with me on callashroy.com. To find out how we can get started. Now back to Alana and holistic advertising. Relevance.
1: Relevance. That's an opportunity that is second to none. Like it is second to none.
0: So I've got to put my hand up here and say that I'm a little bit guilty here because I've kind of biased you towards biased the conversation towards Facebook ads because I've been asking only Facebook based questions. So let's take it a bit more towards Google then. Something that I really like that um, Joe Polizzi said when I interviewed him in episode 75 was the importance of meeting a buyer where they are on their journey. And from that, I created this example where I said, you know, if I'm trying to buy a washing machine, I don't want to know why your washing machine is better than next guys if i'm at the point where i'm trying to decide on the difference between a top loader and a front loader washing machine then give me content that tells me the difference between the two solve that problem for me and then i'm more likely to buy from you regardless of whether your product is better or not than the other guys hopefully it is but that's not the point because you solved my problem where i am in the journey now the relevance that analogy has to this google situation is if i am in google typing in best quality brake pads I have a problem. I need brake pads put into my car because I'm concerned about the safety of my family. Now I'm much more likely to buy brake pads. I'm not interested in knowing the difference between, I don't know, brake pads and uh, difference between different kinds of cars. I want to know specifically how to get a brake pad and the best quality brake pad. So now you're welcome to pitch your product at me because it's relevant to me on my journey.
1: That's right. And where this example comes back to our Holistic and, and ads in harmony is that I can tag people. So let's say on Facebook, I promote the, the article about the warning signs, as I touched on. They read my article, I've tagged them with my Google pixel. And then when they search for brake pads on Google, I can select to only show the people who read that article an ad.
0: Okay. That's pretty cool.
1: It is very cool. Can you select how
0: long they were on that article for as well?
1: Yes. Wow. Yes, you can incorporate Google Analytics behavior into that absolutely, and you can also incorporate how when they were last on there, if they were last on there in three days ago, or seven days ago, or even five hundred and forty days ago. But importantly, what you can do is so as a, as a search marketer as well, I'm I'm trained to not be really bidding on keywords that are very general in nature. So traditionally, I wouldn't bid on a keyword just break pads because it's very mm. general. It can, it can mean anything. It can mean someone, a kid doing a research project, you yep. know what I mean? Or someone looking for a job or whatever. Yep. But if that person has read my article and then they just type in break pads, then I can have my ad for that person. Aha.
0: Uh-huh. So you can say, only show this ad to people who have read my article and type in break pads into Google.
1: Yeah, And if I want something, like if that that person doesn't type in some long, complicated search query, they just type in break pads, I can have my ad show for only the people who have read that break pad article. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And I'm really tempted to go into the whole analytics and the numbers of this, but I don't think that's appropriate for this particular episode. So maybe we'll have to have you back and we'll talk about that in a different conversation. Sure. So let's talk about then... PPC advertising, Facebook or Google, are there any companies where PPC isn't a good idea?
1: Yeah, I guess the first test I do for people is on the Google side is I like to see ads. So, contrary to what you might think of, there's no competition. Fantastic, you know, (laughs) the opposite. I want ads. That's a sign of life of an industry.
0: A viable market.
1: A viable market. If people are not bidding on keywords, that's a bit of a red flag to me. That's not to say I wouldn't, it's, it's not completely black and white, but um, if I see lots of ads, I'm encouraged that way. Then I just got to out them, which is fine. I can do that.
0: Okay. So if a listener is thinking about whether or not they should consider PPC advertising, what should they type in a keyword that's relevant to their business? And if they see no ads come up then they're like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be advertising because the assumption in that statement is that if there is any money to be made in it, there will be an ad for it.
1: For the search side of things, I mean, look, on the Facebook side of things, Facebook's great for brand awareness. If you've got a brand new product in the market and therefore there would be no search queries, that's fine. I would then probably really hone in on and and create a customer avatar of who your target person is. And I would probably do it on Facebook to put your product in front of your target customer and do some kind of brand awareness. I'd probably do a video uh, and hope that it gets some traction and and people interested in it by liking it and tagging their friends or sharing it, try and get that engagement. I kind of think of it like, um, the analogy of flying a kite you know if you're starting from scratch and you've got nothing yep like a brand new product you know it's like getting a kite off the ground you got to get it off the, got to get a little bit of wind under it first and then it sort of breathes more and more momentum so for a lot of p- businesses a great starting point if it's an existing business is do they have a database if you've got a database you can upload that to facebook and show ads to people hmm. Do you have people currently coming to your website? So can you install the Pixel and then do remarketing, which is showing ads to people who've been to your website before? Or do you have a a Facebook page that's already got likes so you can just, you know, pretty much organic reach has, has effectively gone on Facebook. So you can show an ad to your existing fan base. So they're a really good starting point for people who've got some traction as opposed to if you're starting completely from scratch, then it's much harder. I wouldn't say it's not possible, but it's, it's like my kite analogy of that. Mm, I like that. It might take you a little bit, a little bit of time to get, get a little bit of wind under the wings of the kite and then you'll, the ball will start rolling.
0: I like the kite analogy and I'll tell you what else is good to get your kite off the ground. And that is, I reckon, Facebook Live, which is free. You get a lot yep. more views and it's quite easy to get engagement at the moment. It's may- maybe not as targeted, but it's getting prioritized in people's feeds. So Facebook is clearly prioritizing video and they want to, they're going after YouTube, I believe. So if you do want to get, Exposure and do the brand building thing, then Facebook Lives are pretty good. In fact, I might actually do a little Facebook Live after this conversation and just talk about some of the key insights from our conversation and then say, you know, watch out coming soon to a pair of headphones near you, you know, and... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And and then say, create that anticipation for this episode. So that's a good example of using Facebook Live. You mentioned install a pixel to do remarketing. Now, I really want to bring this out for our listeners because what that means, and if you're listening to this, you must install a Facebook pixel on your website. If you don't know how to do it, talk to your web developer and please make sure it happens because the sooner you do this, the sooner you start collecting data on who is coming to your website. And then you can potentially remarket to those people when they are on Facebook. It's crazy, but you can actually do this. So if you have a Facebook pixel on your website and you upload that pixel into your Facebook, you can then target people on Facebook that have already been to your website. So they've already put their hand up. They've said, hey, I'm interested in your stuff. I've actually taken the trouble to go to your website and I'm on Facebook now. You can hit me up and you you can walk up to me in the pub, as it were, and offer to buy me a drink and... I've already been to your website, I've been to your place, I've checked out your store. So if you buy me a drink, I'm much more likely to engage in a conversation with you now that I'm on Facebook, i.e. at the pub, than if I'd never heard of you before. So please install a Facebook pixel on your website if you haven't already done so.
1: And I would add to that to add the Google pixel as well. It is a separate pixel um, and that way you're at least giving yourself the option to remarket and use the analogy of like a, a tape recorder. By installing the <laughs> Pixel, it's like pressing record on the tape recorder. If you don't press record, it's not going to remember. I love that. Come.
0: That's a great one.
1: I'm showing my my age here. Uh,
0: th- yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Long it, in the past? I, I have no idea what a tape recorder <laughs> is, but I assume, I mean, I'm.
1: You've, you've read about it on the yeah, internet somewhere. They used to exist.
0: Those things used to exist. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So that's another good point. Have a Google pixel as well. Clearly Google's turning out to be the poor cousin in this conversation, at least from my perspective. So Google, I apologize. And Rand Fishkin, I apologize. I, I'm going to publish his episode next, actually. So that's going to be fun. Okay. So let's talk now about some of the biggest challenges that you've noticed when it comes to Facebook advertising or Google advertising. Make sure I didn't forget Google there. The biggest challenges to me, from what I've seen, and certainly for me, was about knowing how to install this pixel. And I think that's one of the most important challenges to overcome as soon as possible. But then it's also getting clear on, you know, what is Facebook advertising or Google advertising? How do I go about it? And I guess the short answer is, don't try and figure it out yourself because it is now an area of expertise, a specialty. This is where someone like Ilana Wexler comes into the picture. And this is where you head over to greenarrowdigital.com. But if I don't have the budget, or if i just want to dabble and try to figure out what's what before i go and hire somebody which is probably a good idea how do i go about doing
1: that well i would say to anyone who is going to dabble go ahead it's certainly not rocket science but educate yourself to some degree i would not encourage or, or uh, advise people to do to create an ad without educating yourself a little bit because there's so many Little pitfalls with on the Google side as well as the Facebook side. So definitely educate yourself. I have a bunch of training material on on my website, as do lots of other people. So definitely read up a little bit before you leap. But it, yeah, you don't have to. This stuff is not necessarily big budget stuff. You can get started for as little ten, twenty dollars a day, even, wow. and and get results. Yeah. So how do we get
0: our hands on this training material?
1: You could go to my website. Green Arrow Digital, there's a training page. um, And I've got Google training courses and as well as some Facebook course.
0: So that's greenarrowdigital.com?
1: Correct, slash training.
0: Okay. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. So anyone who wants to learn more about it, they can. So, what are the biggest challenges you've seen? What are the biggest objections people have to getting started with advertising and how have you helped them overcome them?
1: That's an interesting question. I think many people struggle with the strategy actually. They, they're quite overwhelmed with who they want to target and what do they want to show them and, and just yeah, the overall strategy. So the classic mistake when I ask people is like, who's your target market? And they answer everyone. I'm like, wrong answer. It is not everyone. <laughs> Let's start with one. Let's start with one kind of avatar, and let's get that working, and then we'll build on it with the next avatar. Because they're different conversations with different people, so that's a struggle that many p- business owners have. And and I said also the strategy in terms of what they want their ad to say, what what are they offering, what's the follow up. If you're going to get started with Facebook ads, I would not try and go for a sale straight away. That's probably mm-hmm. the biggest mistake I see people make. You know, with my Friday night drinks analogy, someone walks up to you and tries to sell you. Life insurance, no. You'd start a conversation with them, give them yeah. something. Um, and then the sale generally happens in, in the follow-up, in the remarketing. Okay. Hence why you need the pixel.
0: Right. That's a good point. So the sale generally happens in the remarketing. Is it okay to do advertising around content amplification and content upgrades. And by that, I mean advertising content that will help to solve the problem. So going to the washing machine analogy, you know, hey, here's an ad that tells you the difference between a front loader and a top loader washing machine. Check it out. It's an article. I'm not going to sell you anything. I'm just telling you how the thing works. And then maybe if they read that article, then you retarget those people and say, by the way, I'm glad you enjoyed the article, I'm selling washing machines and they happen to be top loaders. Would you be interested?
1: Exactly. Yes. That starts the conversation. And on the Google side of things, obviously, search behaves completely different to display. You will easily make a sale from a search ad, but as you touched on in the beginning, search is relatively expensive, but different industries have a different cost per click. So I guess, and therein lies the strategy of of where do I start? Do I start with Google search? Do I start with a Facebook ad? And I think that's where a lot of people. Kind of struggle. But to answer that question, it's different for different industries and it depends on on your business. Is it a search kind of transaction? Are people not searching for it, in which case you've got to go from a different angle? So it's kind of a difficult question to answer because it depends on the industry.
0: What does it cost on average to hire somebody to look after your Google and Facebook advertising? I know there's obviously a huge variety out there, but what is a person looking at typically in terms of management fees for? These sorts of things?
1: It really depends. It depends on obviously a function of ad spend. Uh, many agencies structure their agency differently. Some do a flat fee, some do a percentage of ad spend. But I'd say, as an ad manager, an ad account that spends $500 a month is vastly different to an ad account that spends 50 grand a month, as you right. can imagine. Yeah, You yeah. know, in terms of how much traffic you're buying, what's the complexities of the funnel. So, I don't really have an answer for you. I'm sorry, because it's so so varied. So if I'm
0: starting off and I'm thinking, you know, I want to get someone to do my Facebook ads. I want to hire a professional to do this, but I have no idea what it's going to cost me to get started. Am I better off just trying to just dabble myself until I get to a point where I go, okay, now I'm clear about how much I want to spend per week or per month or whatever. And now I can go to an expert and say, look, this is my budget. This is my ad spend. How much is it going to cost me to work with you?
1: That will be one of the first questions an ad manager would ask you. What's your budget? Who's your target market? Do you have a funnel? You know, what's your sales funnel? Mm. If you're going to be doing Facebook ads, they're the kind of questions that you have to, they're going to be asking you. So they're, they're going to need those answers to it. You know. Yeah.
0: But a lot of the times you see people don't know what a sales funnel even is. And that that's actually something, it's a good opportunity for me to explain that. So a sales funnel is typically you imagine an actual funnel and people enter the top of your funnel through either a piece of content or maybe advertising or something that they see or touch on that is related to your brand or your product. Google sometimes calls it the zero moment of truth. And then they move through various stages. In the process, so they might consume another piece of content and another piece of content, maybe make a small purchase, maybe make a bigger purchase, but all of those things eventually lead to ongoing proper sale. Technically, a sales funnel is when you make a sale, I suppose it becomes you've reached the end of the funnel, but what I'm trying to establish here is a certain sequence of events which lead to hopefully an ongoing relationship, which is what we all want with our customers.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's when people get to know you, they get to like you and trust you and feel that you can actually help them solve your problem. Sometimes that process is really short and sometimes that takes a long time. Depends on, I think, really two factors, the cost of what you're selling and also how big of a problem you're solving for for them.
0: So if you are listening and you want to find yourself an ad manager, then it's important to get clear on your sales funnel. You'll save yourself a lot of time and hassle, get clear on your sales funnel, how do people first interact with your brand? And this is probably a good practice anyway, even if you don't get
1: absolutely
0: an ad manager. You know, ask yourself, how are people coming in contact with my brand? How are they moving through the various sequence of events and what are those events that happen before they become a customer of mine? It's also important to get a feel for, okay, how much do I want to spend on my advertising? And that brings back The other question, or ties back into the original thing that I said at the start of this conversation, which is, what is the profit I make on average per customer, which will then inform approximately how much I want to spend on advertising? Okay, anything else you want to add?
1: Um, I would say that you also got to think, as you touched on just there, the cost to acquire a customer. Like, I've had... um conversations in the past with people who want to do PPC and I ask them, well, what is the, the cost of the product that you're selling? Like what, what, what does it sell for? And I say $10 and I'm like, well, it's going to cost you more <laughs> to buy that customer than it is to sell that product. So maybe we've got to bundle the products together yes. to boost the overall purchase price and your margin. So just go in yeah like some businesses lose money on the front end yes with the initial product they sell because they know with the sales funnel they're yes. going to make it back in the back end yes so knowing your numbers is critical
0: we used to call those loss leaders back in that's right in the corporate world yeah okay so now we're at my favorite bit the action section so we talked a little bit about the fact that we need to consider the lag between an ad and then fulfillment of the product that we are selling, which then leads to income coming in. And that had a cash flow aspect to it. So we need to be aware of that when we're doing advertising. It's important to understand that banner blindness is a thing and that your ad eventually gets tired as it were. So it's important to be aware of that. And that's where it's probably a good idea to hire an expert because they have a lot of experience with these sorts of things. We talked about Facebook versus Google and We kind of tried to compare and contrast them, but we concluded that you can't really compare the two because they're different beasts. And it's really about having a holistic approach, which led to that multi-touchpoint discussion where we said that the way advertising has evolved and is working today is that we need to see ads on multiple platforms to be able to really trust and value and believe the brand to be moved to a purchase decision. Facebook was More about understanding who you are as a person, whereas Google was more about where you hang out online. So it was maybe slightly less personal. And the two mechanisms work a little bit differently to that extent. Facebook has almost 2 billion active users and it can be laser focused on your target users. If people Are not bidding on keywords that are relevant to your business, then that's kind of a red flag. You need to be asking yourself, should I really be advertising? That's a good asset test to be doing advertising. If you don't install a pixel on your website, Facebook pixel and a Google pixel, then you're probably insane and you should see a psychiatrist. (laughs) And then uh, we also talked about existing fan bases and how to leverage those. We didn't actually go into this in detail, but you can do something called. Building, a, I believe, a custom audience where you can upload email addresses that are in your email list into Facebook, and then you can retarget them on Facebook. That's a separate strategy to having a pixel on your website. So there's a whole lot of cool things you can do. I would recommend if you have the budget and you can figure out whether or not you have the budget by getting clear on your profit per customer, which is what we discussed at the start of the conversation. If you have the budget, hire a professional like Ilana, who I recommend highly and I think very highly of. Go to greenarrowdigital.com forward slash training to get yourself educated on this stuff and uh, listen to this episode over
1: and over again. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Anything else, Alana? Yeah, you summed
1: it up pretty well. I, I didn't realize we covered so much.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that either. This is why taking notes helps that thanks to James Framco, I, I picked that up from him. So there's a lot of things I picked up from him. So before we Part ways, Alana, can you tell us what your favorite go to books are or any resources you recommend besides greenarrowdigital.com forward slash training to get one get ourselves educated on Facebook advertising and Google advertising.
1: Resources. You know what? By the time a book is printed, it's usually out of date. <laughs> That's the truth. Sure. <laughs> this yeah. Stuff is changing all the time. Like Change is the only constant in this industry, and that's the truth. Yeah. Like, so all the resources that, are, that I keep up to speed with are, are all online. Google's blog. Google have, have an AdWords blog that yeah. I read religiously. Uh, Facebook also have announcements. And yeah, like I said, it, any book you buy, by the time it goes to a print, there will be aspects to it which are out of date, sadly. Okay.
0: That's all right. Well, we'll just wait for you to write a, an evolving book or something. and, and <laughs> That's right. A digital book. A digital book. Thank you.
1: That will always update.
0: So what are we going to talk about next time? There's so much we've got to talk about. There's so many directions in which we can go with this. I want to kick out on the data and the numbers aspect. You want to talk about that next time?
1: Sure. I, I love talking about numbers, so I'm right. on board. All right, cool. So we'll talk to you
0: when we talk to you next, and hopefully that'll be soon. But for now... Unless you have anything else you would like to add, I am happy to say uh, au revoir, but not farewell. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. uh, And I hope your audience found it helpful. I'm sure they will. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ash. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comments section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today?